0: So I've been hearing a lot over the holidays about NFTs because Twitter's been going crazy about them. And I still can't work out how they actually work.
1: Right. So imagine like you've got a spouse and your spouse is getting drilled by everyone, but you can't do anything about it.
2: But uh, you have the marriage certificate. That's the NFT. You're listening to the Host Unknown Podcast.
0: Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and Merry New Year from wherever you are joining us. Welcome to the Host Unknown Podcast, episode 87-ish. Hey. Um, exactly. Gentlemen, how are we? Jav, how are you, sir? Yay, New Year, same old me, I'm I'm afraid. (laughs) (laughs) You mean you're not starting a crash diet and going to be meditating every day and uh, whatever else it is you do? Well, if I
2: was, I wouldn't be telling you to, let's put it that way. (laughs) I can't think why. What happened to your... Biggest loser challenge from last
1: year. <laughs> <shift. laughs> Obviously, you both ended the year as big losers. We, we, would we... If either of you lost weight.
0: I'll tell you when I next step on the scales. I don't
2: know. <laughs> I, I, I sort of like lost it, then regained it and some more. Then I lost it again because I love losing it so much. So, so yeah. it's. Yeah. Uh, but you ain't a quitter. I ain't a quitter. My no. mom, I didn't raise no quitter.
0: No, that's why I continue to add and gain. <laughs> so,
2: so Jav, did you did you have a good break? It was good. Yeah, it's it's always nice just to relax, reset. Um, you know, COVID was a blessing because like. You know, people inviting you or wanting to come around. Oh, no, it's a bit, you know, the Omricron is spreading a bit. We're just isolating a bit. All right, kids, Netflix it is. Disney I was, was going to say, that's, that's no way to talk to your wife, though, is it? <laughs> no, she's been in isolation in the loft room for the last three months. She has no idea what's going on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Andy, how are you, sir? How was, how was your break? That
1: was good. It was actually just good to get away. I... Um... I tracked my heart rate over the uh, Christmas period, and my resting heart rate dropped by like five beats per minute wow. uh, whilst I was off from work, and literally the day before, like the night before work, it shot back up again. So, it was... so you got
0: back down into double digits, and then it's back up into yeah. triple digits. <laughs> exactly,
1: yeah. <laughs> It's, uh, it's not healthy. It, it seems like work may add some stress to your life.
0: Yeah, it's, you've, you've, you might want to take a lesson from that somewhere along the line.
1: <laughs> yes, more recreational drugs.
0: Yeah, well, the ketamine
1: that you were talking about in the last episode, you mean. Exactly, yeah. It's the only way to get through the weeks.
0: Well, yeah, and, uh, and for all you horse drug dealers that contacted us, uh, it's fine, and he's got his own supply. <laughs> indeed so how was your uh how was your break yeah it was good it was good a lot of driving around went all over the place uh london oxford spreading Ru- that omicron R- rutland yeah. uh yeah but interesting enough with mostly there's just the same people if you see what i mean You're just okay. in, in different different places so uh, yeah didn't didn't go out and about much as it were um so yeah it was nice very quiet i'm still off now go back on um monday the 10th so uh yeah, so my heart rate is definitely still in double digits. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sunday night could be a different matter entirely. So, yeah, it's been, it, was, it was nice. It was nice and relaxing. Um, lots of good telly, lots of good films. Went to the cinema, well, three or four times, actually. Wow. Um, saw the new Matrix, which was really good. I really enjoyed that. So that was worthwhile. And also Encanto, which is definitely worth watching. It's a, the new Disney Pixar thing. Uh, okay, it so, yeah. sounds like
1: a spell from Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, not far <laughs> off.
0: Not far off.
1: I, I see Jav last, but he admitted that he hasn't actually seen Harry Potter. So yeah, or, or and
0: also doesn't speak French, which I just think is well ridiculous.
2: Yeah. So, well, why would I want to speak the language of surrender monkeys? Number one. <laughs>
0: uh cheese-eating
2: surrender monkeys. <laughs> yes, Cheese eating ch- right. surrender monkeys. And number two, um, I am at least familiar, I am familiar with the concept of Harry Potter and the spells and everything. So <laughs> I'm I gonna get... say, I thought you could say the concept of the French. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. So I do get the joke when you say this sounds like a spell from Harry Potter, because it's like a spell from any other program <laughs> any other one pro any other yeah. sort of witches and wizards uh go yeah. to school program exactly i love genie or whatever i don't know I love- <laughs> the 50s called mate i thought i'd give you a reference that you'd <laughs> well, get oh yeah yeah Be what's,
0: it, what's yeah. his face um uh, i love genie with um larry jr hagman. isn't it larry yeah Hag- yep. larry hagman yeah oh that was a good show that like that Oh dear. So yeah, very good. Welcome back, everybody. It's uh, New Year 2022. Uh, We'll see what it brings. But what I can tell you is what we've got coming up today. Uh, So this week in InfoSec takes us back to the cult of Microsoft or something like that. Rant of the week shows that you will always be working for the man. Billy Big Balls is a story about a wannabe Steve Jobs and stolen T-shirts. Maybe two stories in that one, not sure. Industry News brings us the latest and greatest security news stories from around the world. And tweet of the Week tells of the OG internet, at least if you're from the UK. So let's go on to our favourite part of the show, the part of the show that we like to call... This Week. In
1: Infosec. It is that part of the show where we take a stroll down Infosec memory lane with content originally liberated from the Today in Infosec Twitter account. Uh, But it has been slim pickings this week, so I've had to go further afield. Uh, so originally, I was going to talk about Colt of the Dead Cow admitting responsibility for the Good Times virus 25 years ago on New Year's Day. Uh, but then it sounded familiar, and I did go back and check, and we covered it in episode 82. Uh, so I am going to take us back 27 hang, years. Hang on a minute. How did we yeah. go?
0: How did we cover it in 82 when it was on the uh, 1st of
1: January? Well so the we we covered it because the first known circulation of the virus was ah, uh, sort of right. 1994 and then sort of two and a half years later or you know just over two years later was when they admitted uh, it. Ah, when okay. they admitted it. Yeah so that's I I got confused with that as I, well. I mean technically it's a different story. Yeah but you know it just I could have you're right I could have just rehashed listened and, to it and just rehashed it before. And what and said what, before. We, what we could have done is you know is
0: I could have just cut in five minutes from a yeah. month ago. Nobody would have noticed. <laughs> no, no.
1: <laughs> just cut that edit. Yeah, uh,
2: that's
1: but exactly. But alas, exactly. No, I've gone in a different direction, so I'm keeping it fresh. I'm not getting lazy on the first show back, all right? <laughs> so we are going back 27 years to the 2nd of January, 1975, uh, when a couple of young guys going by the names of Bill Gates and Paul Allen wrote to the manufacturers of the Altair computer and offered a version of BASIC for the Altair 8800. Uh, and the contract that they wrote referred to themselves as the company Microsoft, but it was originally spelled micro-soft. And uh, so if you're looking for that InfoSec link, obviously over the years there's many reasons why Microsoft have been associated with InfoSec. Um, but I am going to bring up one of my favorite stories, which did occur in a January, so it was a very close, tenuous link. Um, And this was the case of Microsoft versus Mike Rowe Soft. Uh, (laughs) As in in 2003, uh, Mike Rowe was a 17-year-old Canadian student and web designer um, who registered the domain name Mike Rowe and then added soft at the end as a phonetic pun. Um, And what he did not expect was a letter from Microsoft's legal team uh, who saw the domain name as a trademark infringement because of its resemblance to their trademarked corporate name? Uh, so they demanded that he give up the domain. And so after he received this legal letter on the 14th of January 2004, Mike Rowe replied and <coughs> asked to be compensated for giving up the domain. So Microsoft then shot that. They said, Look, we'll pay you out of pocket expenses, which is $10. Like this is the cost of the <laughs> domain registration. So then Mike Rowe. Uh, he, he went back and he said, "No nah, like, you know, give me ten thousand uh, dollars because you know I, you're Microsoft, and you know I find your ten dollar offer derisory." Uh, so, in response, Microsoft then declined the <laughs> offer. They sent back a twenty-five page cease and desist letter uh, accusing him of setting up the site deliberately in order to force him into a large financial settlement, uh, aka yeah. cyber squatting. Yeah. Um, and so Mike Rowe, obviously a seventeen-year-old student, kind of panicking, just yeah, you know, what can he do? He went to the press, like you know, created publicity for the whole case, and you know, sort of garnered support in this sort of David versus Goliath type scenario. So love actually, those scenarios. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he received donations of over six thousand dollars in addition to free legal advice uh, from people, but it didn't go very far uh, that case. So they actually settled um, a couple of weeks later. Uh, they came to. They came to an out-of-court settlement uh, with Microsoft taking control of the domain. Um, And in return, they agreed to pay for all of the expenses that he had incurred. Um, They also set up a new site uh, and redirected traffic to microforums.com. And that's Mike Rowe, spelled R-O-W-E. And in addition to that, they gave him a subscription to the Microsoft Developer Network, and all expenses paid trip for him and his family to the Microsoft Research Tech Fest in uh, Redmond, Washington. Uh, they also paid for certification for him and gave him an Xbox with a selection of games. Um, and it How wasn't How cool is they... that?
0: Oh, well, it's that's, fantastic. That's yeah, I mean, very they're... cool. If they'd opened it... with that, you probably yeah, would have yeah. said yes.
1: Well, <laughs> and this is the thing, right? So, Microsoft actually, you know, in hindsight, they admitted they may have been too aggressive in their defense of the Microsoft trademark. Really? Um, <laughs> Actually, that's, but, then,
0: but it's rare that you hear people say that, especially legal yeah, teams, right? Yeah. So I think, yeah. I think that's fair play. That's
1: fair Yeah, play. They, they, they have certainly chilled over the years. But then various other legal experts have sort of implied that Microsoft had just little choice, really, to pursue it. Because once it came come to light that this domain existed, they would have risked weakening their own trademark. Yeah. And had yeah. they knowingly ignored it, they would have lost the right to future trademark infringement. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Whereas, you know, on the flip side, other people's uh, opinions is that had the proceedings continued, uh, Mike Rowe would have had a strong argument for keeping the domain because that was his real name and he mm. wasn't claiming to be affiliated with them. Um, so, yeah, a nice, uh, bit of intellectual property, cyber squatting. Yeah. Uh, so, so
0: basically, he, he got six grand in donations, free legal advice and probably about four grand's worth of, um, of, of free stuff, which comes yeah. to roughly 10 grand.
1: Yeah. yeah, but you know, I'll also add that he did donate the the money that he received. Uh, he donated a lot of it to a children's hospital uh, as a result of a poll which he held at the time uh, in terms of what he should do but with the money. The poll because he being, didn't need it. Should
0: I keep the money or donate it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that... <laughs> donate it. You... <laughs> Should I go to Vegas for the weekend? <laughs> yeah. Try to tre- yeah. treble
2: the money. Uh, <laughs> so or... He made a generous donation to the Micro Children's Hospital Trust Foundation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I like that. I really like that story because it yeah. also brings back memories of the Microsoft Developer Network
1: and getting a, yeah, getting a yeah. big pack like... of DVDs every month. Or... Yeah,
0: great.
1: Yeah. yeah, we used to take those. Take I've still out got the, uh, some DVDs. Of them. And then keep the wallets for uh, my own personal yeah. DVDs. <laughs>
0: yeah, but well, I still got some of them. That's the best part. Of it. Wow,
2: oh, brilliant! Yeah, yeah good that, times. Well, 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 done, Andy, on on the whole, Mike Rowe and Microsoft. You you yeah. done a good job there. I think that lowered blood pressure you had over the, over the holidays really came came to good use. It reminds me a bit of a. Uh, is in that the Ghostbusters movie? The one with all the lady cars, and they had um, Chris Hemsworth in it. And he goes, "Can I bring Mike Hat into um, the office?" <laughs> and she goes, uh, my, my, uh, "He goes, "Oh, I'm allergic to cats." He goes, "No, it's a dog. His, his name's Mike Hatt. Hat. Wait it's like, "Michael Hat. you know) <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I've never one.
0: heard of that Ghostbusters film being referred to as the one with the lady
2: cast. Well <laughs> yeah. I didn't know how else to. I, couldn't, I completely blanked on everyone's names. So. (Laughter) <laughs>
0: My, i might i might watch that again this afternoon <laughs> that's a good, that is a good
2: i did enjoy i don't know why it got such a bad rap to no i
0: don't know actually i think it was really good but because kate it's McKin- a remake
2: G- of a classic that, well yeah but fun. kate
0: mckinnon yeah. in it is brilliant She's oh she is awesome brilliant
2: she is absolutely awesome
0: i think she she was the, the highlight in the sense that she was always just in the background but doing some really weird dippy shit as, uh, and, yeah, it, and it just really yeah. it, it really brought a lot of life to it anyway anyway this Ooh, is an have you seen
2: sec. her in rocket man as well she's like really good in that as well was she in rocket man was it rocket man no not rocket man um uh no i'm not rocket man i'm thinking of the other one the one about the Beatles with uh, that indian guy in it the, the one that yesterday oh oh no i haven't is she oh is that a good film because I don't like Beatles music that's the problem I don't really like Beatles music but it was you know like that we went through that period where everyone's doing a, a musical movie uh, yeah. a boy, but so there was like Rocketman there was Bohemian Rhapsody and this one it's 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 a fictional story so it's not really yeah. about the Beatles but it it was I enjoyed it it was it was good it was well done
0: and welcome to the Host Unknown podcast your uh,
2: latest news on cinema and film releases I liked it mainly because the main character's name was Jack Malik. So representation matters.
0: Well, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Do you mind if we just call you Jack from now
1: on, Jav? It'll be a lot easier. Uh, Uh,
0: Anyway, uh, do you have another story for us, Andy?
1: I did but you know what for the sake of time I will uh, just quickly whiz that 45 years this week, 3rd of January 1977 Apple Computer Inc was incorporated by Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak uh, and at its IPO which took place three years later it was one of the largest since um, you know Ford Motor Company went public in 1956 uh, their wow. stock rose 32 percent that day uh, giving them a market valuation of 1.7 billion dollars. In wow. 1980. Um, in 1980, yeah. And so, obviously, wow. now, just this week, Apple became the first company to hit a $3, $3 trillion, trillion. Dollar market value. Yeah. It wasn't um, that long ago they hit $2 trillion or $1 trillion, was it? No, they're definitely going up fast. Uh, Jeez. Yeah, so in the span of 45 years, the two Steves took a company. Well, one one Steve now, maybe. Um, but yeah, forty-five years from uh, yeah incorporation to three trillion dollars—that's incredible. Uh, what have you achieved in forty-five years, eh?
0: <laughs> well, thanks for that. Uh, thank you very much, Andy.
1: <laughs> this week
0: in
2: Infocirc. <sharp>
1: You're listening to the award-winning Host Unknown Podcast. The show which smashing security
2: sets their (laughs) out-of-office too.
0: All right, let's move swiftly on then to this week's Rant of the Week. Listen up!
2: Rant of the Week.
0: It's time to mother rage! And this one, as tradition foretells, falls to me. So, um... Last year, uh, Norton 360, which is a traditional legacy
1: antivirus product, um, which. You say legacy, spoken like a true um, yeah. evangelist for well, it is. an endpoint response. Rate. It's yeah. certainly
2: not next gen, is it? <laughs> no, no. Does it use you machine just... learning? Yeah. Does it have you just AI? It no. In so casually, exactly. though. <laughs> Do
0: I have
1: shares in it? No. <laughs> oh dear! No, we digress. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: owe these people nothing. I tell you, nothing. <laughs> uh, so they do antivirus. You you will not find it on um, on any machine you pretty much buy from Currys or or PC World or whatever they're called in the US. I don't know Best Buy or whatever. Uh, often bundled in. It used to be Symantec, didn't it? Wasn't was it, Symantec? Was it um, didn't Symantec uh, and Norton, weren't they together? And then didn't they split I think or they something? were at
1: some point, yeah. Yeah,
0: I, I got confused. I got confused. Anyway, last year at some point, part of their uh, product line, Norton LifeLock, um, which is kind of like a big umbrella term for, you know, you get all of our stuff in there. Uh, it was offering Ethereum mining as part of its, interestingly, antivirus suite. Now- just to put this in context, many of you may remember years ago you could do um, chromosome folding or SETI at home, which was the search for uh, extraterrestrial oh, yeah. life. Where, in when your when your computer went into standby yes. mode, it would it would utilise the CPU cycles to process uh, packets of data um and you would contribute to the search for extraterrestrial life or or you will fold chromosomes whatever that means for medical research whatever and it was really good and it was gamified somewhat you could see who was doing the most in your office or in your you know in your country your town etc and you could um you know try and try and build it and i remember uh as an old it manager installing it on a bunch of machines and building a company uh account for seti at home and so overnight. Our electricity bill went up, but uh, we still didn't find any alien life. But nonetheless, the principle here is the same. So when your computer has got Norton Life lock installed, in the background, it will start to mine Ethereum, which basically means doing complex algorithmic calculations in order to create Ethereum coins, whatever they're called. This was installed... In the background without you knowing it, and you would have to opt out of it, as I recall. So what, but what it was doing was actually you know commoditizing the ability to uh, mine currency and allow you to, um, you know, to become a part of the cryptocurrency trend. The problem was that when it came, well, there's two problems. One, it was difficult to uninstall. Um for a variety of reasons that I don't particularly understand. But secondly, Norton would take 15% of whatever you mind, (laughs) plus any other fees. So they're like skimming up, they're installing this product without you necessarily knowing, your computer's hammering away 24 hours a day, which ultimately is going to reduce the lifespan of your computer anyway, right? For a product that is going to net you 0.0001 point one of Ethereum, because let's face it, your, your laptop or your desktop computer is not built for cryptocurrency mining. Um, and, and even if you did make any money, you're going to lose 15% of it, which for Norton is probably quite a lot of money when you think about the millions of people that have got this thing <laughs> installed. Now, this happened last June. Um, there's a little sort of blip on it, but this has blown up in the last week, even down to the point where even Brian Krebs is now talking about it. So the rant here is, Norton, what the fuck are you thinking? What is this? <laughs> like, you can't install this automatically. It's it's as it's as bad as installing Firefox and having Adobe installed in the background. Without you realizing it and stuff like that. This is just really bad business. And who thought that fifteen percent skimmed off the top is is gonna be it's gonna make, you know, make you look good in the headlines? It's it's quite incredible. So
1: yeah, really I, I don't know whether they cared about how they looked, but that is definitely a good revenue generation scheme. Well, like they're like how many people install this? Well,
0: <laughs> like, precisely, it's good revenue generation, but it's like You're you're literally just using people to generate money for you, quite literally generate money for you. Not let's sell them a good product, but let's package a product into a computer that they bought that they don't know how to uninstall, they don't know that this product is in there, will create cryptocurrency that we skim 15% off and shorten the life of somebody's machine. I find that an incredible bundle of facts.
2: Think of it from an accounting perspective. You're struggling to get new customers. You're struggling to keep renewals. Selling your customers' data might not be paying the bills enough. Let's <laughs> rape their resources and yeah. Uh, yeah. Modern solutions, Mo- yeah. modern problems. Require- <laughs> My God, so, so it's re- incredible. You know, related to this, yeah. and um, there was a tweet by Mozilla on thirty first of December. <gasps> yes where they said, dabble in Dogecoin, holding some Bitcoin and Ethereum. We're using BitPay to now accept donations in cryptocurrency. And the rant was from at JWZ or JWZ. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Hi, I'm not sure that whoever runs this account has uh, any idea who I am, but I founded Mozilla and I'm here to say, fuck you and fuck this. Everyone involved in the project should be witheringly ashamed of this decision to partner with, and I love the next quote, planet incinerating Ponzi grifters.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Was it um, Bitcoin used the same amount of electricity as Argentina did last year? Brilliant. Wow. <laughs> Which is just is. incredible. So yeah, Norton, please. You should be ashamed of yourself. Putting this is the virus
1: not- in antivirus.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. The. I mean. Uh, the, the. The. Cognitive dissonance and <laughs> irony bouncing around in your head. That clanging sound you're hearing. Whoa, <laughs> oh, Jeez. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. So anyway, yes, that was uh, this week's.
2: Rant of the Week.
1: This is the Host Unknown podcast, home of
2: Billy Big Ball Energy.
0: Well, that was a very well timed jingle because it's now also time for.
2: Tom, oh, next week, can you measure your heart rate before and after you start your rant? Off the <laughs> Do you know what? Yeah, that's, uh, and I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. So Andy spoke earlier about um, the 45th anniversary of Apple Incorporated and the two Steves. And Steve Jobs being the, the most famous, um, you know, of off the lot. And he he inspired a whole generation And many have emulated him uh, or or tried to follow his approaches. And, and, you know, he he was a big, big influencer, there's no doubt, in the tech scene, in in, in how companies do their keynotes, they launch their products, they design their products, and even how tech entrepreneurs dress. Yes,
1: the the famous turtleneck. Yes,
2: (laughs) yes. Um, One such person who was uh, very... Impressed or uh, influenced, should we say, by Steve Jobs was uh, Elizabeth Holmes, who uh, you, you might have seen. Pitt. If you look her up, you'll see her. She's wearing the turtleneck in, in many occasions, and um, she uh, dropped out of Stanford University. I think this is following in in someone's footsteps a bit too closely uh in 2003 and she founded the blood testing startup Theranos 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 Theranos, Theranos yeah The yeah. Aranos yeah. and
0: Theranos <laughs> Theranos <laughs> not the the anus. Theranos <laughs> There
2: <laughs> anyway Theranos yeah Yeah in 2003 and this hit the scene like a wrecking ball because its promise was uh just with a few drops of blood you could do a whole barrage of tests and find out uh, you know medical conditions diagnosis what have you so do you have an iron deficiency is your kidney not working or have you an excess of bows in your digestive tract how, how many which, kidneys do you have jav which has caused Just massive before. amounts of bloating so <laughs> <laughs> so uh, in uh, in these early years uh Theranos Raised more than 700 million from investors, including amongst them were billionaires such as Rupert Murdoch or Larry Ellison, who valued the company at 9 billion. Forbes named Elizabeth Holmes as the world's youngest self made woman billionaire worth 4.5 billion in 2014, when she was just 30 years old. I think she also made a top 30 under 30 list that year alongside. I think it's that guy that bought the drugs and then hiked up the prices like five. Oh, fight, God, that scumbag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Forbes has a great list of, um, you know, their, 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 their spidey sense tingles when they see someone. <laughs> when they see someone ready to rape the earth. Yeah, exactly. Um, so but in 2015, um, things started to unravel a bit. The Wall Street Journal revealed that Theranos was using other companies' machines to do their testing because their own machines were doing it. Um, it completely fell apart in 2016 uh, when new information came to light, and there was a whole slew of investigations from uh, federal agencies, uh, Forbes. Revised their their net worth rating <laughs> and, and said uh, Holmes was now worth zero dollars. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, she got taken to court, and um you know she uh, there was several charges against her for wire fraud, fraud, you know, money laundering. I I, I don't know. The, the the list went on and on. A bunch of stuff. A bunch of stuff. And the uh the, the case um uh, ended this week, uh so January 3rd, 2022. She was found guilty on four out of the eleven charges of fraud. Um that's not that's not a bad uh Yeah, she was uh, found return. guilty on yeah. four charges. She was acquitted on four charges, and the jury failed to reach a verdict on three counts.
1: Okay. So um, one four lost four drew one. That's
0: uh... <laughs> <clears throat> was it. it Failed three. to reach a verdict on the fraudulent use of a turtleneck.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and now she could face up to eighty years in jail. Now, Twenty years for each of the four counts, as well as a fine of two hundred and fifty thousand dollars plus restitution for each count. Um, but it's unlikely, according to legal experts, that she'll receive the maximum sentence, so no. maybe she'll only get 20 years, years 40 yeah. years, whatever. No. 20 years,
1: yeah. yeah. yeah well, I, I could see it being a lot less than that,
2: yeah. Maybe it's like good behavior, like ankle uh, tracking. I mean, the, the, the American system
0: doesn't allow uh, sentences to be served concurrently either, does it? They 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 add no, yeah. up, does it not? No, no, it's oh, yeah. right. One of the differences between it. the UK and the US laws is in, in the UK, if you get if you get four 20-year sentences, they'll be served concurrently. Whereas in the US, that means you get 80 years.
1: Right. Yeah. Okay, I didn't realize that. Obviously,
0: things can be mitigated and taken down and all that sort of thing, but that's, that, that's how they do it. That's yeah. the general yeah, that, thing. I'd be the surprised
1: UK. if she got more than like a couple of years, if I'm honest. Yeah. Just yeah, the, the demographic that she is and knowing the American yeah. system for putting away you know, rich white women. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it's just not gonna. Yeah, it's just not gonna. I mean, be if, if even
2: Trump couldn't get Hillary locked up. I don't think anyone can get any <laughs> exactly <laughs> that well-known stable genius with a J. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's it's you know you you have to admire the the balls on this woman. Like for everything she done with fake technology that didn't work. Well, and he, here's the thing. I mean, if we just she obviously modeled
0: herself somewhat on Steve Jobs, and I think it was that was quite an open sort of statement as it were but you know apple is a is a company a, obviously a successful company a three trillion dollar company that produces products, whether you like them or not, has got nothing to do with it the products work they do the job that they're intended to do, give or take. Um, you know, and they produce a lot of them because people buy them. The problem she had wasn't the fact that she was hyping it per se, because that's how business works. The problem was that the technology wasn't ready and she was saying it was, I think is the big thing is because I'm sure this technology will in 20 years time will be, you know, everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. And she was hyping it far too early, hence why she was having to farm this stuff out to other, other companies that were actually couldn't do the things that she said that her tech could do anyway, and all that sort of stuff. So the chat, the you know, I think the fraud here is the fact that she was saying her company can do this stuff when it couldn't, and that was the downfall. Obviously, I mean, I, I'm just recounting pretty much what you said, Jeff. But I think it's just a real shame that the product wasn't ready because she should be or could have been a real example and role model and all that sort of thing that anybody can do this sort of thing. Anybody can, can be fake this. Fake it, sort it of, till you make it. Yeah. Inspirational leader. And, and business does fake it until you make it to a certain extent, but it fakes yeah. it in a way that is actually works. If you see what I mean, it's a bit like the, the, the Steve Jobs first demo of the iPhone he had a very specific p- sequence of screen presses that he could make and if he if he if he um aberrated from that by one screen press the the iphone would have crashed because they hadn't yeah. finished programming it but he knew the product was there maybe she thought the product is here but it just didn't mature fast enough i don't
2: know that's, yeah. that's you're interesting say- so you're saying that she just to just to re uh, what you said is that uh, I no, know where this is going no you said that you know she she was basically done for claiming a product did something whereas it didn't and I think that's a very important point good thing that no other industry like say infosec would ever have such claims
1: <laughs> yeah, <that's right>. yeah.
2: <laughs> so true so true. So but true. Do you know, what, if they if the
1: investors have done proper due diligence, well, yes, because you know I mean? yes. we come up against this. Like if we're, you know, if we're looking to buy a company, and then you know we've got our very rigid due diligence process which we go through, and then we are up against venture <laughs> capitalists, you know, and their diligence is pretty much are there any dead bodies in the cupboard? Yes yeah. or no. Yeah, you know, whereas right. house yeah. is a lot more detailed. So it's always do, a Do struggle. the chicken
0: entrails say we should or shouldn't back this yeah, pro- It really is
1: like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, uh, investors have to, you know, they're at fault for fanning this and making it, making it grow.
0: I think, I yeah. think there is a big case to be made that the investors should
1: have their feet held to the fire
0: on this. But, of course, they won't because they're the ones that lost their money. Oh, no, you know, we were, we were duped, et cetera. Well, not if you yeah, actually ask
1: only need the questions. Like one in eight. They only need, like, one in eight to come through. You know, they do yeah. invest in yeah. eight things. Make sure one of them makes the money and it covers
2: the rest. That's it.
0: Yeah, it's just that this was a really big one. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, 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 Andy, you're saying that people should come to you if they want proper due diligence and your services are available on Andy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving very swiftly on to another Billy Big Balls move that um, I've because got to go through quickly. as we but- decided, Billy Big Balls now come in pairs. Yes. Um, unless you're Lance Armstrong. Uh, so <laughs> or, uh, it's- former German dictators. <laughs> yeah.
1: Very famous song with the other one being in the Albert Hall.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So this story is near and dear to mine. And I know Andy's heart, but Tom will have absolutely no idea what we're talking about. Nope. So there's a website called Pro Wrestling Tees, which sells T-shirts designed by professional wrestlers. uh, And they discovered some customers' credit card numbers have been compromised in a data breach. Um, they conducted an investigation, concluded a malicious virus was the source of the breach, a cybersecurity firm, helped them to remove the malware. Uh, and they said that no evidence that the current individu- uh, personal information has been compromised or any misuse of information. Um, so, so you they, might- They actually deviated
1: from the standard script. In they one, did. they said that card data was compromised. And two, they said it was a- a malicious virus rather than a sophisticated cyber attack.
0: Yeah.
1: I know. And and also, did the spokesman
0: then go on to say, we know where you
2: are. We're going to find you. You're going down. (laughs) No. but Did did I I get it right? (laughs) Pretty good. I I have to admit that's, uh... (laughs) you know, and, and, and what's Billy Big Ball? I mean, I think the Billy Big Ball's here, and Andy will agree with me, is like, what kind of jabroni thinks it's a good idea to attack a wrestling store. It's almost like they're looking to get the smackdown. And they might have thought, ooh, what a rush. But here's my question to you, hackers. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when the feds come looking for you, brother? The criminals might rest in peace. And that's the bottom line, because the host unknown podcast said so. Play the outro. Billy Big Balls of the Week.
1: Was that what you meant? Exactly. Yeah, I thought thought there was something a bit more dynamic on that one.
0: Who's the fella who says you can't see me? John
1: John Cena. Cena.
0: John Cena. I bet he was the hacker.
2: (laughs) At least you're trying, right? That's the key thing here. I'm trying. Maybe, maybe John Cena can release his own VPN. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Ah! (laughs) Uh, Andy what have you got on your left wrist Uh, I have my watch and as I look at the time it is that time of the show where we head over to our news sources over at the InfoSec PA Newswire who have been very busy bringing us the latest and greatest security news from around the globe
0: Industry News Microsoft fixes New Year's Day exchange server
1: bug Industry News UK Defence Academy attack
2: forced IT rebuild Industry News Investigation launch into the app selling women Industry News
1: FTC patch Log4J now or risk major fines Industry News UK's Information Commissioner starts new role amid
2: major changes Industry
1: News
2: Morgan Stanley agrees to data breach settlement. Industry News. Credential stuffers compromised
0: 1.1 million accounts. Industry News.
2: Crypto firm pulls the rug from under investors with $10 million scam. Industry News. Man pleads guilty to $50 million investment fraud scheme. Industry
1: News.
2: And that was this week's...
1: Industry News. Huge, if true. Huge! Lots of uh, scammers and fraud and things going on. The thing that really
0: gets me is this Microsoft thing. Like Mike Rowe. What happened to (laughs) Mike (laughs) Rowe? Yeah, Yeah, Mike Rowe. Surely you knew about the date change. No, but this date change thing,
1: I think that's unforgivable, isn't it? Uh, I'll be honest. I don't know much about this one. I I didn't... I think it's effectively,
0: and I, I, I am by no means an expert as a recovering CISO, but it's a more complicated version of the Y2K bug, or the Y2K2, as it is now. The um, reason being that um, when a certain date is reached, it fills the, oh, I don't know, but basically it ticks over and it, and it and it fails because the date range is filled, as it were. It can't go higher oh, okay. because of the date way that failure. it stores the... the, the the, uh, the date data. But you'd think that they would know this sort of thing. You'd think that they'd be testing this sort of thing all the time. <laughs> I, I, I'd i love to have, um, or I'd love to be able to read or listen to a, a more in-depth analysis on this and why it caught them, you know, by surprise quite so much. Because really? <laughs> really? That's what, we did this back in 2000, you know?
1: Anyway. Damn. Uh, I'm just reading that. Yeah, that is an interesting one. I was mm. not aware that that was, is what the bug was. Yeah. And this is the problem, right? When Microsoft has, uh, you know, releases fixes every week, you kind of think, oh, it's just standard.
0: Yeah, that's right. But no, it, um, servers actually stopped working.
1: Damn. Uh, I was looking at this um, investigation launched into app selling women. Yeah. Uh, and it's police in India have launched this uh, investigation into uh, an app featuring <laughs> images of women described as being for sale as maids it's like an open source online auction platform oh my god um, yeah so more than a hundred women uh, pictures of more than 100 women were shared without their permission through the app
2: yeah. yeah i was looking at this so what this is this isn't a real auction it's more of a smear campaign against oh wow because what it is it's um all of the women featured were Muslim women, and it was basically set up by an anti-Islamic person or people oh, right. who just wanted to... They, so they stole their pictures, put them up there, and it was the, the idea was to call in, cause embarrassment and distress and, uh, and humiliation to, to the people involved. And what? The auction isn't real, it's, but the website is there and it's causing that, that kind of distress.
1: Right. So mission accomplished for the person who set it up? Yeah, or pretty people. much, yeah. Uh, Some
0: people just need to get a grip. Jeez.
2: Well, I guess we can say it's just been a slow news week.
0: I think so. That was this week's...
1: Industry
2: News.
0: Well, we find ourselves crawling towards the finish line with just uh, this week's...
2: Tweet of the Week.
0: And we always play that one twice. Tweet
2: of the Week.
1: So this is the story from a guy called Nathan Dane. And I will confess, the tweet is not actually from this week. But I got linked to it via another article for something that did happen this week. So tweet of the week is uh, this guy, Nathan Dane, has actually created a CFAX replica. So for all people who grew up in the UK... Um, maybe Tom, this was in your later years. You may, may have yeah. looked at. Um, <laughs> C-Fax was sort of like this digital service that you would get when you only had, uh, well, probably three channels, uh, three TV channels in the old days. This is long before Netflix, long before digital TV. Um, and C-Fax was kind of like a teletext service um, that you'd get via, you know, a red button on so your, your TV remote. C-Fax was from the BBC.
0: Teletext was from ITV and Channel Four.
1: Ah, okay, right. I never knew the distinction. Yeah. I just knew which one. You'd to go to the jokes on channel Four, you'd get your flights on ITV, <laughs> you'd yeah. look at the news of the, the sport on BBC. But uh, I do remember, like as a youngster, um, always on a Saturday afternoon, you'd always have guys standing outside TV shops looking at the CFAX football results coming in. Radio Rentals. Um, radio Rentals. Yeah, radio with the With the CFAX on screen and the results coming in at sort of 4.45 to see what the final scores were. Yes. Um, so this service basically went down uh, this week. But the guy that runs it runs it from a server from home. And it is such a good replica. Uh, Of the original, in terms of like the way it scrolls through looking for numbers, that how slow it is and stuff like that. Uh, And the guy who wrote this was actually only 10 years old when CFAX was switched off as a service. Um, But the tweet that I'm referring to is when Facebook, WhatsApp and Instagram suffered a major outage back in October last year. Um, He posted a tweet that said, CFAX, however, remains unaffected. Uh, and he had the page with the uh, with the news story about all the services down, um, but alas, yeah, it did actually go down this week um, <laughs> itself with the, the website overloaded with so many people on it. But it's just a fantastic service. But he um, runs absolutely. it from his own
0: home, doesn't he? It's, it, he it was does. Just,
1: yeah, yeah. It's just amazing. But and I'm looking at it now; it's brilliant. It's exactly how I remember it. Link in the show notes. And if you were familiar with CFAX, this is, uh, you know, link in the show notes. It's... Do you know when CFAX was first released? No, definitely before my time. It quite
0: literally was,
1: 1974. Wow. Okay. So and you've got were... finished uni at that point. Yeah, uh... <laughs> fairly static page <laughs> on, on your apparently. third CSO role. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: But yeah, fairly static pages. It was only in the eighties that they started to become more sort of dynamic, and you could, you Ooh. know, program because obviously remote controls up till that point or on the TV was pretty much just change channel, right? And then yeah. you could start to input page numbers and you know digits yeah. and stuff like that. But but,
1: but it's uh... great for TV. Um... You know, TV listings and TV like that. listings,
0: what's going on in your area, you know, all that sort of yeah. thing. Um, even, even down to, you know, events. I remember looking at CFAX to see, you know, something to do that weekend in Bristol. Do you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> do you I'm sure that we actually booked a holiday via, via um, either CFAX or Teletext. Yeah, you know they used to do the last minute holidays. Yeah. I think that would have
0: been on teletext. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. even you'd have recent... to
1: wait for it to scroll around. It'd be like two hundred ninety pounds, all expenses to Lanzarote for for seven days.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ah, but stuff. he also
0: has this guy also has code on how you can run it on your own Raspberry Pi. So, so I might have to dig up an old Raspberry Pi and have a have a go on this. Oh
2: my god. So that's fun. That's exactly what you need, isn't it? Another project to do. <laughs> <Top> I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm in the middle of about five or six at the moment. <laughs> oh, that's a brilliant story. I really like that one, Andy. Thank you very much.
2: Tweet of the week. Yeah, I think this week's episode we we probably like should have had a should add disclaimer at the beginning. So anyone under the age of seventy two, <laughs> or <laughs> who doesn't live in the UK? Um, probably not a much. You won't get many of the references.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll we'll see from the uh, from the listenership numbers whether or not we hit the, hit the mark or not. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how um, how motivated people are in the new year to listen to host unknown. Whether it whether we became one of their uh, New Year's resolutions to either listen to us or not to listen to us. One or the other. We'll see. We will see. Gentlemen, thank you very much for today. It was. Um, it's good to
1: be back, actually, isn't it? It is. It helps get back into the swing of things.
0: Yeah, it does. It it's, brings a little little sense of normality back to life. Uh, Jav, thank you very much, sir. I hope you have a lovely weekend. Thank you very much. And Andy, thank you, sir.
1: Stay secure, my friend.
0: Stay secure.
1: You've been listening to The Host Unknown Podcast. If you enjoyed what you
2: heard, comment and subscribe. If you hated it, please leave your best insults on our Reddit channel. The
1: worst episode ever.
2: R slash smashing security. You know, I, I, I'm going down a rabbit hole online to find out more about CFAX versus Teletext, because <laughs> now it's the only time I can realise what the difference is <laughs> between them.
0: Well, I'm I'm glad I could educate you
2: in more than a few things. You, this week has been quite bizarre. You just taught me the difference between CFAX and Teletext. You explained a, a French phrase to me. Yeah, um, you know. To be fair, that's pretty basic French. Je m'appelle. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have. N-
1: yeah, <laughs> my we, name is. Well, we'll we, put
2: the. I'll put the joke in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't, because I shared that on work, and everyone thinks that I'm really funny now. <laughs> So if, if they see, <laughs> so if they see that I got it from you and I had to get you to explain it to me then you know I, I might lose some maybe, some.
0: maybe I'll post um the WhatsApp chat on it then.
1: You gotta you gotta screenshot it quick because you know he's going back to delete it.
0: Yeah.